Welcome to the Self-Awareness and Self-Compassion Podcast, formerly known as the Full Spectrum Feeling Podcast. I'm your host, Blaise Schwaller, life coach, mom, and former tattoo artist. I help people heal their past, speak their truth, and love the lives that they're living now. Join me here every week for conversations on how to live an imperfect but fully engaged life that embraces all the feels so that you can stretch into your best life while enjoying the you that's here right now. Hello, everybody. This week, I want to share a little story about an adventure that I'm going on with my family. Um, At the time that you're hearing this, it'll probably have already happened. So I'm sure I'll record something about it after the fact. But there is an organization that I really have enjoyed working with in the past and that I really love their mission. So it's the Wolf Conservation Center of New York. They are a rehabilitation program and a reintroduction program for Mexican wolves, red wolves, and they have a breeding program where when they have pups, sometimes one of their pups is transported out into the wild and joins a wild pack, trying to get the genetic diversity back up and keep these species going. I love wolves. When I was a little girl, I thought, man, I want to be out in nature. I want to go to Alaska. I want to chase, not chase, but like track wolves in the wild and observe them and learn more about what they do and how they fit in the world. And I was really into it. So that was like the thing that I wanted to draw all the time. I was a little artist and I would draw wolves and little wolf faces. I've gone on hikes and seen the little log book that they have on the mountains years later, like decades later, 30 years later, and there's a little drawing that I did of a little wolf head, (laughs) my name next to it. So I've been really into wolves my whole life. Now I get to share this love with my daughter and we get to go spend a night where they have tents and you can rent a tent and you can come and sleep over and hear the wolves in the evening. So when you arrive, they have a presentation for you and a dinner, and you're kind of in front of one of the main um, enclosures, and they have their two, and now they'll have three, ambassador wolves. And the ambassador wolves are the ones that are out there for the public to see, not really interact with so much. Like they're not, you don't get to touch them and play with them or anything, but they're there to just show what a wolf does and how a wolf be. And it's pretty great. (laughs) So we get to go there and they come up and they talk with the people that work there and the volunteers because they're there. They're the ones that have feed them and take care of them. And it's really, really neat. But you hear them howling and talking to each other and like rolling on different scented things and catching little bites of meat. And it's amazing. You have your pizza and soda and whatever you're going to have. And then there's like a movie under the stars. But then you get to kind of wander up the hill. And then there's a couple of enclosures, one of the Mexican wolves and one of the red wolves that are able to be seen. They tend not to be, I think, the, the breeding couples that are going to be reintroduced into the wild because those ones, they're trying to have as little interaction with people as possible and keep them as wild as possible. So I truly respect that. But it's so neat because at night you can hear them howling. And it's amazing to me the different quality and the timber of a wolf's howl, one from individual to individual, but from species to species. So I learned on my last visit that it's the Mexican wolf's howl that I love the most. It's haunting and deeper and really, really neat. I just, 
Mm, I loved it. (laughs) So last year we went on this adventure and my husband and I went and we brought my daughter and she got to raise her hand and ask a ton of questions about wolves. She made a friend with someone else that was camping. We got to go up in the middle of the night and, you know, as the sun's going down, hear the wolves howling and some of them would come a little bit closer to the fence barriers and you could see them. And it was just the coolest experience ever. So my child heart is like, Ooh, so happy, so fulfilled. My daughter loved it. And then you have like a little bonfire down the hill and you can have your s'mores and chat with other people and ask more questions. And then you sleep in the tents and you're actually falling asleep to wolf howls and owl hoots. And it's just, you're in it. It's amazing. Then you wake up to that as well. So as the sun comes up, like they're howling, you wake up and then have a breakfast and then you say goodbye and off you go. So she had such an amazing time last year and felt such a connection with wolves. And as her parent, like it just made my heart sore. And I thought, man, we're going to do it again. (laughs) So I signed up this year and I'm excited because I get to take my nephew and my brother and they've never been. And yeah, they've never experienced something like this before. So I think it's going to be fun. I'm finding it fascinating how my daughter is excited to share it with them because she gets to be, even though she's so young, so this is like her birthday present. She's going to be seven. So it was a six-year-old to lord knowledge of wildlife over other people. (laughs) She's very excited about this to be like, I will tell them about how the wolves eat and the the amount of pressure they have in their jaws to like eat through a deer and how fast they can run. So she knows all the facts and she's very excited. And then I found out this past month that they are adopting another ambassador wolf. So last year, just before we had gone, Zephyr, one of their wolves that I had actually met and got to interact with when he was just a pup, that they are adopting a new one. So Zephyr had died and that was very sad. I think he had, um, what did he have? I think he had myasthenia gravis, which sucks. And he did not live as long as his sister. So his sister is still there, Alewa, and Nakai is there as well. And they have their different personalities, but now they're bringing in a pup who is, I think at this moment, probably only a month old or less. And they're going to have people coming out to initially socialize him so that he's not afraid of people and can be available for the presentation. So I think the way they do it is that pup will be in his own enclosure next to the big one that everybody gets to witness and the movies are near that one. And eventually they'll integrate and become their own little pack. And that'll be really cool. So I'm excited that we'll get to witness, you know, new blood, new life, another little pup. So the ambassador wolves are um, timber wolves. They're they're not the Mexican wolves or the red wolves. And it doesn't matter. (laughs) I think it's amazing. Um, These wolves are really interesting individuals. You definitely get to see their personalities when you're there. And I've always been a fan of wildlife and how every animal, every creature has its own personality. And it becomes so apparent the more time you spend with any individual, how they really do stand out compared to the others. So, you know, as much as there's a stereotypical human, we all know that each of us has our own personalities. There are some that we really resonate with. There are others that we don't. And it's really cool, even in just a short weekend, when you get to see the different enclosures and the different wolf pairs 
how they interact and what their personalities are and how they treat each other and how they think of us. I just love observing that stuff. And I really have been enjoying the spark of that observation spirit in my daughter. And also it's cool to spend some time outdoors when the outdoors is good. So I'm hopeful that this coming weekend will be warm-ish, but not too warm and not so freezing overnight that we'll need, you know, to freeze. <laughs> so I think we've spent a, uh, a good weekend. I think I planned for a good one. Hmm. I'm looking forward to sharing the results of that with you in a future episode. I want to say also that um, in the past, working with this organization, um, ATCA was a really special wolf that they had back in the day. And he not only liked people, but liked cars and travel. And they were able to bring him you know, to the White House, out to like different gardens, he would do amazing events where they would be able to come out and do a presentation on wolves and the ecosystem and their importance in nature and balancing like entire ecosystems so that they're more healthy. And he was there as this amazing presence to make that impact and help people realize that they might like or care about wolves, this natural predator. I mean, historically, we have not been kind to predators in this country. So it's really important to me that people see a wolf or a bobcat or, you know, all the big animals that we send to get upset about and kill off bears, that we see them as important, that we see them as a part of what makes us whole, rather than as something to be feared or something to be misunderstood or just categorized as not in my backyard, which we do a lot with everything. But I think a lot of that is because we don't have enough education about stuff. We're not exposed to enough things. And we don't have a perspective that lets us think, oh, there's something important or special here. There's something that I might personally like or appreciate. And I think once we have that experience of liking or appreciating something, it's a lot harder to ignore when that something is getting trampled or wounded or neglected. It just sparks our desire to protect. Mm. So I've worked with Atka in the past, and he was an amazing wolf. And I had invited him to my tattoo studio back in the day, and I did two events. So the first one was inviting photographers and other artists and painters to come and get photo reference of Atka while he was in the studio. My husband helped me build like a stand for him to like get up on and lighting, and we built like LED lights, like red and blue and white. And we had a bunch of different effects because he was a white pale wolf. We're like, oh, we could get like really neat lighting effects if we have like red light in one area and like blue in the other and he can walk around and do whatever he wants because he's a wolf and he does what he wants. Like we're not in control of him. He's in control of him. And he actually came out and he lasted three hours. Like he enjoyed it. He stayed. There was one point where he just like laid down and stretched out and his little wolf paw touched my foot. And I thought I was going to pass out with happiness. I was like, oh my God. This is everything I had ever hoped for in my life, and it's happening right now in this moment. It was such a moment of connection with something primal, something wild. And everyone that was there, including the people that worked for me at the studio, I remember my manager saying, like, oh, my God, I was expecting it to just be like a big dog, and it's so not a dog. It's not a dog at all. I'm like, no, it's really not. <laughs> a wolf is not a dog. And it was his first experience of being like, oh, my perception about what this is is not. And the presence of a wolf feels very different. And I guess my description of it would be that a wolf is grown up. Like our dogs, we think they grow up and they chill out, but they're very much 
part of human families now, and a wolf has wolfness, and it's mature and it's intelligent and it's very like it's a big presence. I, I don't know how to describe it other than they have a very big presence. And I had a parrot once that also had a really big presence. And I would think I'm wondering if that's just part of the more wild a creature is, the less it's domesticated, the more that energy is huge and cannot be contained. Mm. But the follow-up event that we had after that was all of the artwork that came out of that gathering of reference and an auction to raise money for them. And I had so much fun with it. And I wonder if I'll have an opportunity to do something like that again. Like I don't currently have the gallery and I don't know how I would manage to do such a thing, but man, it was fun and it was special. And it's even more special knowing that since ATCA, it's now been a long time, 10 years, and they haven't had another wolf that has had a desire or propensity to want to travel or be around people that much. So that was an incredibly special experience and moment. And I'm really thankful. I think that's what this, this talk is about is just my gratitude for nature, my gratitude for organizations like the WCC, that they exist, that they're there to get the message out, that we're able to come together and be educated, have the experience, have a personal experience where you recognize a bit of yourself or a bit of something that you appreciate in the wild and to have an opportunity to contribute and help make things better. Super important. It's super important, I think, to find the places that we really love supporting and that we want to give back to. And I've been really delighted to talk about them today because they're just the best organization ever. So if you're interested in supporting wolves and you care about them too and you think they're cool, it is it's New York Wolf, N-Y-W-O-L-F dot org. That is the correct one, NewYorkWolf.org. And they have live cams, so you can actually see lots of their enclosures and see some wolves. And they've got tons of education on there. They have lots of sponsorship events. You can do fundraising with them. You can come to some of their stuff. You can symbolically adopt a wolf, which is really cool. And you can get to know the personality of the individuals that live there, which is really neat. So highly, highly recommend. Thank you for, I don't know, going on this little journey of memory with me and giving me the opportunity to share my appreciation for wolves, for the wild, for ecosystems, and how important it is to have all of the species in the areas that they're supposed to live and how much fuller and more awesome our lives are when life is like that. Mm, yes, good stuff. If you have an organization that you think is awesome and you want me to give a shout out to, hit me up, leave a comment, send me an email, give me some love, like and subscribe, all the things. And I will look into it and get to know more awesome organizations and perhaps I will share them too one of these days. Have an awesome week, my friends, and I will see you next time. Thanks so much for joining me. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe and share it with someone you love and leave us a review. You can learn more and get some self-compassion tips and tricks by visiting coachwithblaze.com, where you can sign up to get my free booklet on overcoming anxiety, overwhelm, exhaustion, and burnout. I'm sending you so much appreciation and love, and I'll see you next time.